For Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Hi, welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is that Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 2.19. I am so excited about today's show. I want to be sure I thank Home Instead Senior Care for providing trustworthy, kind-hearted senior, see, I can't talk today, senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. Okay, I am so excited to introduce Paula Silva today, and the name of her ministry is Focus Ministries. Paula, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Kathy, for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Listen, I, I just want my listeners to know, if you're listening in on this conversation, you are in for such a treat. So I went to Paula's website at Focus Ministries, and I want to give you the website name because it's a little tricky. It's Focus Ministries 1, that's the numeral 1, dot org. I'm guessing you had to put the 1 in there because Focus on the Family or something. We get that sometimes. I, I don't know. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so that makes it easier for people to remember. It's focusministries1.org. And we're going to be talking about domestic violence. And I am so excited because for those of you who have not heard of Paula, I met her through a mutual friend who pointed me in her direction, or I probably would have never gotten this interview. She is a nationally known leader in this in this field, and her credentials are long. So I'm going to just... Uh, because you can go to focusministries1.org and get all her data, I'm just going to read a few things. She is uh, she's trained, she's certified in faith-based domestic violence training and workshops. She offers workshops all over the country, speaks all the time on stage, has written numerous, I mean like too many to name, articles. But one thing that caught my eye when I was reading your bio, Paula, was this line. I'm going to read this one straight from your website. She has trained pastors, leaders, and churches on the dynamics of domestic violence at Moody Memorial Church in Chicago, Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church in Florida, and Community Fellowship Church in Illinois. So several different churches have invited you in to talk to pastors and leaders in the church. And then I love this quote from you. And then I'm going to be done with your bio because I really want to hear what you have to say. But I think people should hear this once. Um, So here's the quote I want to pull. I stand in awe of my Lord 
that he would use my painful experiences and shattered dreams in life to make a difference in someone else. He has been so faithful to me, showering me with his endless love and blessings. What a privilege it is to be in an intimate relationship with God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, knowing that a way will be made when there seems to be no way. Okay, Paula, I can't even read that without crying because that could be my life and so many other women. It's amazing when God takes what we think is a terrible story and, and we feel, in my case, I have legitimate guilt over the choice I made to abort a child, but in your case with domestic violence, so often women find themselves in this situation and they don't know what to do. And and they may take on false guilt about it. So thank you for that beautiful thought about how God can take our story and use it to make a difference in someone else's life. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. I feel uh, it's all to God's glory. It, he uses even the broken pieces, and I am very grateful. He's amazing in that way. And so I'm just going to gently ask you if you would mind. I know in, on your website I didn't find your story. It may be there in a video, but I didn't find it in written. And that was when you said you would come on the show, that's part of it, that you would share your own personal story. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that now? Oh, I'd love to share my story because it's all it's all God. That's all I Thanks. can say. That's so dear. Um, I was raised in a Christian home with parents who were very involved in church. I met my husband in the, my youth group at church at the age of 14. Wow. We dated on and off for about seven years before we were even married. Wow. My husband was a very outgoing person who could turn on the charm. Mm. He had dated many girls, and I felt privileged to be chosen to be his wife. That's a key part there. It didn't take me long after we were married to discover that my husband had some of his abusive traits that he had gotten from his father. Mm. A week after we were married, I asked him to take out the garbage. He proceeded to go into rage. He yelled at me that I shouldn't ask him to do such a thing. I was shocked because back in those days, Men's roles and women's roles were pretty well defined. Mm -hmm. What had I done to set him off? I really began to question myself and overanalyze myself. Maybe he was just having a bad day. Maybe I asked incorrectly. It was the beginning of not trusting my own perceptions. It was mm. many years later that I ventured to ask him to take out the garbage. Mm. When we, in our early years of marriage, we ministered in our church to youth and college students. And uh, he was really well-liked in the church, as well as the students that he taught at the local college. But behind closed doors, I was regularly verbally assaulted with not being a godly wife. I was mm. accused of challenging his authority in the home. Scripture verses were taken out of context and were thrown at me constantly to keep me in line. Mm. My husband knew that it was very important to me to be a godly woman. 
and that's what they do. They use certain things that are important to you. To assert his leadership in the home, he chose to make most of the decisions in the home. Whenever I asked to be a part of the decision-making, he would tokenly ask my opinion, but his mind was already made up. He later told me in a counseling session that he did this to protect me from making mistakes for he knew what the right decisions were. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can Sorry you to laugh. No, I really and I fell didn't. for it. Oh, my goodness. When three children came along, things turned from bad to worse. You know, when you have children, your time is devoted to them because they need right. your help in many capacities. And he didn't like that. Um, not only the attention took was taken from him, but also I wasn't out there making money. Wow. Children suffered verbal and emotional abuse. And one thing he would do... Um, he would rage at them for something that he thought was wrong, but then he would follow them around the house, restating over and over again what they had done that had angered him. Mm-hmm. There were times, though, he would praise them for an accomplishment, but they would always come with strings attached. He expects something in return. We used to call so that... For all uh, these years, the children and I never looked forward to him coming home from work. Mm. Along with their mom, they too walked on the eggshells when he was home. And a very common thing that women say that are in these situations, they feel like they're walking on eggshells. Yeah, I... My I, husband we, began to spend more and more time away from home. At the beginning of most days, he would listen leave me a list of things he wanted me to accomplish for him when he would turn home at the end of the day. Believe it or not, he would note how many things I had accomplished, and if I didn't meet his expectation, he would verbally lash out at me. Paula, he I've got about... home with a I'm gonna, list, I'm just, and I'm I interrupt children to take care of. I'm going to just interrupt you for a minute. We're going to, we have about two minutes before we have to go to a break. It goes really fast on this show. And I, I knew your story would be this way. And, and it's so obvious to me that you've given quite a bit of thought to preparing to, to speak on this. I want to thank you for that. And, um, I want to come back to one of the things you said about the decision, decision making that he, he used that as a, like, I, I think this is pretty common in the church where men, feel they are the head of the home, so they're protecting the family, which in a way is the role that God has provided for husbands and wives to protect the children, etc. So I want to talk some more about that when we come back after the break, and, and we will hear more of your story then. Um, There's some themes here that I think are going to be really important. So we're going to do another podcast today. I want our listening and and reading friends to know you can find this other episode that Paula and I are going to do and she's going to share a lot of insight there and I think it's we're going to call it domestic violence how the church can help so stay with us we're going to the break this is Kathy Craffy dot com k-r-a-f as in frank v as in victor e as in edward dot com truth with a texas twang we'll be right back 
We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. You ought to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Craffy, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hi, we're talking to Paula Silva, and she's been telling us about her experience with domestic violence and, uh... This is so important because you were in a church, and so there were people all around you, and even you did not realize that you were living in an abusive situation, and yet already we're hearing and and understanding that your children were so affected by this, Paula. So when did you begin to realize that it was actually abuse and not just normal? Well, over time, I sort of sensed I was being controlled, but I didn't understand what all that meant. Uh, The term domestic violence never entered my brain because domestic violence, to me, was only physical abuse. Right. There's so much more than that, so I wasn't being hit. If you told me I was abused, I wouldn't have believed you. Right. I think that's very common. I want to mention our crisis center here in East Texas. You can find that online. And they do an excellent job of helping women sort through. If you 
think that you're in a situation that seems unhealthy to you, but you're not sure you would ever use that word abuse or domestic violence with it, you can call the crisis center and their confidential uh, people there will help you uh, begin to understand what the accurate diagnosis for your own situation. And they can get you some help and will help you if you desire to keep your marriage together. They can try to help that if that's possible. I think for me, Paula, one of my biggest things is I really don't like to hear people in the church judge marriages because I know so much happens that we cannot possibly judge. So share a little bit with me about what happened next in your marriage. Uh, could you repeat that again? <laughs> it was a lot. So it, as, as Christians, we need to be aware not to judge. And I think it will help us if you share your story so we can understand you were a Christian woman from the outside. Everything looked good, but there was more to the story at home. Oh, definitely so. And this is very common. It's, you be, over time, you begin to question your perceptions. You begin to question who you are when you're told that uh, you shouldn't have a certain, even a feeling. Your feelings mm. shut down, mm. and you become depressed, and you just don't understand what's going on. And so you think the perceptions of you from the abuser is exactly what other people are perceiving of you. Mm. So you buy into a lie, and you isolate yourself, which well, only you're your story has a happy ending, so tell me a little bit about how you began to get out of that situation. Well, uh, and I'm very grateful to be out of it, too. Um, <laughs> what happened is one day my husband badgered me into going to uh, into counseling. His thing was, if I got fixed, then he would be happy. Mm. Mm. And so I... Over time, I couldn't take it anymore, so I did go to a Christian woman counselor, and I do believe God sent her in my life. Mm. I remember walking into her office, and she asked me, so what brings you here? And I said, my husband sent me here to get fixed. I was real <laughs> sarcastic. Oh, my gosh. She didn't even wince or chuckle. She says, well, we'll see about that. <laughs> but she was the person that made me realize I had no boundaries. Mm. The other thing was is she helped me understand that I was in domestic violence or abuse, that she put uh, more definition to what domestic violence was. Mm -hmm. And she kept saying, I want you to read this book, Battered into Submission. Mm. I kept saying to her, I'm not battered. She says, you're in this book. Read it. Mm. And I began wow. to realize there was more to hitting, you know, physical abuse within domestic mm. violence. And it's really funny. We've stayed connected over the years. And she mm. says to me... He didn't know how fixed you would get. 
<laughs> That's pretty funny. That is hilarious. Well, I think it's so true that women, you know, the, the problem is if you wait till he finally gets violent physically, you've already experienced so much emotional and spiritual abuse. Um, and I think sometimes we underestimate how how detrimental spiritual abuse is. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he knew the scriptures, and he would use them against me. Um, it got to the point where I just felt we needed to separate, if we could separate, physically separate within the house. And he just told me that he would kill me and kill himself. Oh, oh. And after that, unbeknownst to me, he went to the pastor of our church. And I don't know what he said to him. But I was called into the pastor's office, and um, the pastor asked me what was going on. I want you to realize, after 26 years of marriage, I had never told anybody what was going on. Just think. Mm. And when I began to tell, and usually you only tell a little bit, and I culminated with how my husband threatened to kill me and kill himself. The pastor leaned into me and said, well, did he hold a gun to your head? <gasps> no. Yes. And then he lectured me on my purposeful sin of divorce. Wow. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad, Paula, that you did not wait for him to destroy you. I, I really oh, believe it, God... God did not want you destroyed. God wanted you built up, as we see now. So thank you for oh, having the courage. Well, I heard God said, said to me, enough is enough. You need wow. Wow. Well, and that's certainly scripture. We see that in, in the Corinthians. Uh, there is a point where enough is enough. You have to accept the decisions the other person makes, but that doesn't mean that you have to go along with them for your own life. Um, right. So I, I am so proud of you, and I'm really excited because when we do our second podcast, we're going to talk a lot. I want people to know this is out there. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to call this one Domestic Violence in the church, her story with Paula Silva. But the second one, I think I'm going to go, how the church can help. Domestic violence, how the church can help. Because I think we're so blind. And, and maybe, maybe, you know, maybe it's nobody's fault that we don't know what to look for. But I know you are making a big indent in our ignorance. Because you're educating people all the time on how to know when you're when your spouse is out of bounds in an abusive way and how to, how to get relief and freedom for yourself and your, especially safety for your children. So you're just doing an amazing job of that. And, and I'm so grateful for that, Paula, really. Well, thank you very much. And I, I still pointed back to God. It was God used at my age of 49 when I thought my life was over. Hmm to use it for good. And I didn't plan to go into this. God opened doors and said, I want you to walk through it. 
Well, and I, I happen to know we have a mutual friend who just sings your praises and honors you for the great work that you've done. And I, I am so grateful, even personally, to you for the, the kind of help and hope that you've offered it in at least the, our mutual friend, the light, her life. What a what a beautiful part of the story that is. And so I'm and I just feel so honored that somebody with your reputation and credentials and experience would come on my show. I feel like I've hit the big league. <laughs> well, the big league is God. Yeah, that's true. No doubt about it. it. Only he could arrange for us to become friends and for me to have this opportunity to interview you and hear your personal story. I know that this we'll wrap this up in a matter of a few minutes. Is there anything that we haven't talked about in, about your personal story? Would you want to update us on how your kids are doing or anything that is a trigger that you would a little story you'd want your you know, listening, if you're listening in and your heart is broken, I want Paula to share whatever would encourage listeners. Well, first of all, if somebody's listening, is to go and start reading the Psalms. I have found that women that are hurting, if they start reading the Psalm, God picks a Psalm for them. Ah. Their Psalm. Wow. Just to know in the Psalms it says the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those that are crushed in spirit. A righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers them from a, from them all. He protects all their bones. Not one of them will be broken. And mm. that's Psalm 34. 17 through 20. Wow, that is great advice. I love that. I just got the two-minute warning, so we are going to have to wrap this up. But what a great application. I'm definitely going to include that in the blog. If If you find that you're driving and you can't jot down her website, which is focusministries1.org. Her name is Paula Silva, and you want to hear more from Paula, don't forget we have this other podcast, but I'm also going to include all of this in a blog, and I'll put all the hyperlinks in it. And you can find that at Kathy Craffy. That's Kathy with a C, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. And there you'll find so much good stuff from Paula. I'm going to include this note about the Psalms. Paula, that is such good stuff. Thank you for being on the show today. Well, thank you for having me. And just I want the women to know that there's hope and healing. I agree. And you can find so much hope and healing at focusministries1.org or you can go to kathycraffy.com where we speak truth with a Texas twang. We're so grateful to Paula today for being with us and don't forget to look for our other podcast which we think we'll call Domestic Violence, How the Church Can Help. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. Oh,